0: Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thank you so much for joining me today, for sharing some of your super precious time with me. You'll be glad that you did. Today, I have Brooke Thomas back on the show. Brooke and I have been talking about doing another episode together, and initially, we were thinking about the topic of why so many people don't seem supportive or are quick to criticize, and we will definitely do that show. It's just not the show today because I've been talking all about how 2020 is a year of action. This is your year. It is my year of action, of doing the things we want to do, refusing the things we don't want to do, and bridging that gap between where we are and where we really want to be. And Brooke is such an important part of that conversation because her passion is really about refusing to let people play small and play scared. She helps people do what she calls live out loud. And she is expert in recognizing where and when and how and why we play small because we're uncertain or we play small because we doubt ourselves or we're focused on everything that could get in the way or all the people who might not support us. When we talk about getting into action, there is a requirement for a bit of belief, right? You have to fundamentally think that there's a reason for the action, that it will pay off. And for as long as you stay in the, well, it might not be likely, or I don't think anybody will support me, you probably will not get into the action no matter how badly you want it. That's what we're diving into today with Brooke. I know you're going to love this episode. I could talk to her all day, every day. Her enthusiasm is contagious. You'll enjoy every second of this, and you'll have to let me know what resonated with you the most. So I will not delay anymore. Here is our conversation. Brooke Thomas, welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I'm so glad that you are back.
1: Thank you. It's glad. I'm glad to be back.
0: (laughs) Well, you are one of a very small group of people who, A, have been on the show, but B, who have been on the show twice. I think that, like, my mom and my sister have been on twice, talking about family stuff, and um, Stefanos, who we both know, has been on twice, and that might be it besides you. Wow. Thank you so much. I feel so honored. I'm, uh, it's, it was a long time coming. We actually tried to coordinate to record together in Costa Rica back in November, but we were too busy at the pool. That's right. right. (laughs) (laughs) That Costa Rica podcast never happened. It did not happen. But a lot of conversations did happen. In fact, when we were there, we were talking about how we need to do an episode and we're not going to do it today, but we, this will be like the the third time you're on the show when we do an episode on, I mean, oversimplifying it, calling it Mean Girls, but really, what we were talking about talking about was just how sometimes it seems like women are less supportive of other women like and what is that all about you know i know girl and and you know with
1: you having a baby girl soon and you know with me having daughters um i think it's a really important topic on our hearts for sure and i know the women that are listening they would love for us to do topic on that. I think it's so important. Yeah. And even when it's not
0: mean, because it definitely can sometimes be mean, but also it can just be isolating to be a female trying to make moves in the world. Absolutely. Isolating is such a good word because I
1: I have found that the women that are isolated, you know, they're the ones that need to hear this message and to be loved and yeah. to know that they're loved so that they can get out in the world and do what they need to do and not feel isolated by the quote unquote, mean girls.
0: And the the necessary life skills that we all have the opportunity to develop so that our emotions are not held hostage by the responses and the opinions of others, because I've certainly felt that way. Like I'm having a great day until I get that snarky email or until I get a text message that I'm reading into for 12 hours or or 12 days. But there's some emotional resilience opportunities for just not being emotionally at the whim of how other people men or women really, but oftentimes it's women, respond to us.
1: Absolutely. I mean, isn't it amazing how those emotions just can shift our day or our vision or our purpose in a moment, in a moment. yeah. And that's why it is important to bring it to the light. It's always important to bring that to the light because we all... Have dealt with that. And we, I want to be a woman that encourages women to just put those blinders on and keep going. Because if we allow other people's opinion, you know, somebody else's comment to really shake us and knock us down or, you know, just blow us away in the wind, right? That's what it feels like. Then we're not able to fulfill our purpose. And I think the more we talk about it, the more women can, and men can stand firm in
0: what they really
1: wanna do in this life.
0: Yeah, and you know, that's actually a perfect segue for what actually made us go, okay, let's really get a time on the calendar when we can record together. Because what I've noticed is a lot of people All genders, all ages, all levels of success, who censor their dreams or their visions or put them in the back seat because of their fear of what other people are going to say. I don't think anybody's going to support me. Nobody's going to get it. I don't want to be criticized. I don't want to be misunderstood. I'm not sure anybody is really going to get on board with what I'm doing. And because of that, we have an epidemic. Of people who feel like life is okay, but I feel like something's missing. Not to mention all the people who are like, no, I'm just flat out not happy. And much of that does come from what other people might think and how other people express their approval or their lack of approval or anything along those lines. But the reason we were like, okay, we're going to record this is because your passion is for helping women live more fully and get off the sidelines of their life so that they can have a life that they love, that lights them up, that gets them excited. And, and your podcast is launching like this week, which is, yes,
1: I'm so excited. I know.
0: (laughs) I have been talking to you about launching a podcast since I've known you. Well, and you know what,
1: let's just rip the bandaid off. And I will tell you that fear did come back to me. I mean, it's in me, it's there. And I thought I had... Broken free from it. And you know what? There were many things that stopped me from really stepping out. It was like excuse after excuse that I thought were really great excuses, you know? And um, part of really me living fully awake and really living out loud, I had to just rip the band aid off and say, okay, it's not. And listen, I, I don't live in perfection. I know that there's not, I, I wasn't looking for perfection, but it, it it was scary for me to put something out that, you know, I just, I didn't feel like I was 1000% comfortable with it. You know, there's every little thing that could have gone wrong, or, um, you know, I just, you know, you put yourself out there again, and you want to make sure that, you know, everybody loves it. Or like, what if there's people that don't? And all of these insecurities that I've had my whole life that I thought I conquered, because I teach it, (laughs) started coming up again. And it is scary. But I knew for myself for my message, for me to be authentic and real, like I just had to do it and I've never been more excited. I mean they didn't call me babbling Brook for nothing. I definitely <laughs> probably was born for a podcast, but you know, I wanted to make sure that it's purposeful that you know the content is you know deep and rich and that I could affect change, you know and yeah, so I really
0: am excited.
1: so thank you yeah
0: well, you talked about readiness, right? Like that being kind of a, of a barrier for you. Am I ready? I don't feel ready. And I would bet that there are so many people listening right now who are like, okay, yeah, I mean, I, I do want to do bigger things with my life and I do want to step outside of my comfort zone, but I don't feel ready. I feel afraid. And so that that expectation of whether it's perfection or it's just waiting until you feel ready, or it's that fear of what other people think, it can either sideline you or it can just be a feeling that you. Get on right through. And I want to ask you about that, not only for for your journey and your fears and your doubts and your reservations, but also when you are working with women in your masterminds or women who go on your retreats. What is a tool or a mindset that people listening can practice so that they're less likely to wait until it feels right. Cause you and I know it's not going to feel right ever. <laughs> That's right. You can I, be excited, but that doesn't mean it's going to like feel like it's the perfect time.
1: Absolutely. And I have two things that came to mind when you said that the first thing is turning that fear, that, that stomach aching, shaky you go in your mind and you know it just turns into something so much bigger that fear turning that in every time you feel it knowing that it's a feeling it's an emotion it's not even real it's the fear of something you don't even know is going to happen it's not real it the first thing that i have learned to do is if i can mentally and emotionally take that fear and turn it into excitement almost i mean i tell myself this is excitement. This this emotion and this energy is excitement. It's not fear. And I almost have to say it out loud. I have to pretend and you know and I have to use that energy for excitement. And so that's the first thing that I know has really helped me and so many other people because and it sounds so simple, but it really is an emotion that you can turn and shift and change if you choose to. Again, our mind is so powerful, our thoughts, what we say. So it's almost like you just have to turn it into excitement. And then the other thing is, you know, just having that fear of failure, that, that comes up a lot. So it's either fear of man or fear of fear of failure. Those are like the top two things that come up. So obviously we just covered fear of man, you know, are we really going to let anybody else stop us from our dreams or our purpose or our destiny? Right. And that's one, but the other one, fear of failure, I've learned that you know, you only fail if you quit. You only fail if you don't ever get started. You know, you've got to feel the fear and do it anyway, push through. And I know that on the other side is the promised land, but it is never comfortable during that fear. So if you can actually understand that there is no failure, you know, it might, and it probably won't, uh, or, or probably, yeah, probably won't turn out the way you think it should. Yeah. It might not go the way you think it will go. Does that mean you failed? No, that just means it didn't go the way you thought it would go. But along the way, you get strengthened. You learn so much. You become more wise, more deep. I mean, I could tell you a lot of things that I didn't know before with going down this road of a podcast. Like yeah. I have learned so much and it was uncomfortable and I didn't like it because yeah. it was something that I didn't understand or, you know, I I just, you know, when you go into new territory and you don't know things, I mean, you know, you have the opportunity to grow. You have the opportunity to learn. Now I can have a deeper conversation with somebody and I know what they're talking about instead of somebody else just doing everything for me and me just showing up. And that's really what I wanted to do, to be honest with you. Um, But I'm learning that that's, that's not going to be helpful. And guess what? I've learned that in all of the other areas in my life too.
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting that fundamentally, if we look at it much more simply, if we strip away the fear, if we strip away the drama and we step above and look at it from the big picture, we will either be people who stay on the sidelines because of our feelings. I've certainly lived that way for a a lot of years, or we are somebody who does what we want to do, regardless of how we feel about it. I mean, that it's, it's either I'm going to live this way or I'm going to live that way. But yep. you kind of can't do it both ways. You can't. And it's
1: so powerful too when you find other people, you know, like that's why I, I just really even like cherish our friendship because I feel like I have found other women along the way and you're one of them that just says, you know what? just do it. Like, what are you waiting for? Stop talking about it. Yeah. And it's that strong encouragement that I give out to other people too, but guess what? I need it too. Yeah, And I think it's hard sometimes to, you know, really admit that. And I don't know why, because I love to encourage other people. I love to pull greatness out in other people. I love to give life to other people. And then guess what happens to me? I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I'll wait on this one, you know. So yeah. um it's so important to really push through the the fear and again, you f- just feel the fear, you know, turn it into excitement, but feel it and know that on the other side it's going to be great. Even if it's not exactly what you thought it was going to be, you will grow as a human
0: being. And that's what we're here to do, right? We're here to grow. You hit the nail on the head when you said that a lot about a lot of it is who you surround yourself with. Because if you surround yourself with people who are in the same boat, like "Eh, everything's fine. Kind of every day looks like the day before and every year kind of looks like the year before and the people in your life aren't taking big leaps. Well, it's easy for you to let yourself off the hook and be like, man, I'm just kind of like everybody else. And it's just average and normal. I used to feel like I couldn't surround myself with big doers and achievers and go-getters and think people that made things happen because I didn't know any of them, you know, like, well, I mean, they don't work where I work and they don't go to church where I go to church. So I just don't have those people in my life. Fortunately, it's never been easier in 2020 or 2019 or, or for the last several years, because you can surround yourself with those people through podcasts. You can surround yourself in Facebook groups that are totally free, right? Of course, there's a million ways to do it and invest money. And you and I met through a mastermind, but there's so many ways to do it for free. And one of the people that you introduced me to, Sarah Hine, I talked about her a couple weeks ago on the show because she and I have some parallel situations happening in our, in our lives right now. And I haven't even told you this, um, but I've told my, my podcast audience, I texted her and I said, I'm feeling fearful and I don't like that. And I don't want to be that person. And I don't want to, I know that I create my results and yet more than I'm comfortable with, I'm coming back to this place of fear. And Prior to this, just reaching out via text, I had decided that 2020 was a year of far less input and far more output because I love to read you know, and I'm always reading something and I'm always going to a conference and learning or whatever. And I said, if I just even read one book in 2020, but it became a manual for me to like Mm -hmm. constantly go back to and put into action over and over and over. If it means I read it 50 times, I read it 50 times, but it's like a manual more than it is a book. And it was so funny. I'd already decided that. And I get on the phone with her and she says, I, read a book a few years ago that made such a difference for me in this area. And it was how to stop worrying and start living by Dale Carnegie. And I, you know, I'm on the phone with her. I'm in my office. I have the book on the bookshelf. I have read it before I pull it off and I'm like, this is so my 2020 book. And when you were just talking, I was, I have it on my desk right here. And it says, uh, right at the beginning of the book, it says experience has proved to me Time after time, the enormous value of arriving at a decision. It is the failure to arrive at a fixed purpose, the inability to stop going round and round in maddening circles that drives men to nervous breakdowns and living hells. It says, I find that 50% of any worry vanishes once I arrive at a clear definite decision and another 40% vanishes once I begin to carry it out. Mm. Like you, how long have you been going around and around and around on this podcast thing?
1: Yeah. I mean, a long time, girl. Yeah. A long time. And it, it does. It almost makes you crazy, like miserable, because you're not really, like we said at the beginning, living full awake, you're not right. really going for what you know, you want to go for. And right. there is a paralyzation. There's a, there's, there's something that just happens. And I think that that's what you touched on. You know, we've been around people and I know there's people listening that just are like, eh, I'm okay. Yeah. Like, how you doing? I'm fine. Yeah. I'm okay. And it's like, I don't want to live like that. I want to live a little afraid. (laughs) I want to live in that fear because it is uncomfortable, but it is so thrilling and exciting at the same time because you push through and you do grow and you do get into other spaces of growth. And you do realize that the people that you're around matter and that experiences matter. You know, when you were talking earlier, it made me think about you know, sometimes I get caught up in traditions because, um, you know, our our life has, my personal family's life, like we've changed and shifted a lot of things based on our feelings. Like, Like we want to go to another place. We want to move. We want to do this. We want to do that. And I always struggled having my own kids going, well, what if we don't have traditional, you know, traditions? Because I grew up in a family where I didn't really have any traditions and I felt like when I raise my kids I want to make sure that we have traditions because that will mean that we're stable and that mm-hmm. will mean that they'll have these great memories. Mm-hmm. And I found myself not really being in a position where we were having these traditions and I was like getting upset about it. And you know this past, you know, season I said, you know, Brett, we have to like get these traditions together. Our kids are 12 and 15 and I still feel like we don't have these good traditions and it was really bothering me. And you know what's so funny? I went to my kids and I said, "Does it bother you that we don't have these like traditions that everybody has and we have some, but you know what I mean, like just?" Yeah. And and they they started laughing and they and they said something so powerful and it kind of reminds me of this conversation. They were both like, "Mom, we have had the best experiences." Mm-hmm. Like we remember every year they said our traditions is that every year we do something different. Mm -hmm. That's that, like, that has lasting experience, you know, that has lasting like um, significance in them. And they were saying the words experiences and all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, like, That's actually who I really am. I wanted a life with experiences, not repeating the same thing over and over again. And that's what I created. And it's funny because I started to even second guess myself in the fear of what if I'm not doing this? And what if I'm not doing that? But you know what? I was always listening to my heart, my call, and my kids are great and they're happy. And sometimes we just get stuck in these old ways of thinking Based on how we were raised or what our thoughts were. And it always comes back around, even in business and in right. life. And we have to recognize it. And just, it's so cool how all of this kind of comes together. Like it's all the same thing that we're talking about. Not yeah, it's living- the same message in every
0: arena yes. of life. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this For somebody listening who thinks, okay, I'm one of those, it's fine people. And I'd love to. As you say, live out loud. I'd love to be passionate and have drive and have clear vision. You knew you wanted to start a podcast. So that's easy. Get out of your head and get it done. But what about for people who don't know? You know, they don't know what they want to do or what would light them up. They don't have a very clearly defined thing. How do you help those people live more fully and? more authentically and get out of that kind of ho hum groundhog day everything looks like it did last year.
1: You know, for me I really feel like the you have to dissect it depending on the person but I do feel like you know, if you really really sit with yourself and you can really get time with yourself and you really ask yourself how you're really doing and are you really happy and if you're really not you've got to figure out why are you not happy? What are you doing that you think you have to do that you really don't have to do? And why are you not happy? And then what are the things that make you happy? What are the things that are in you that make you happy? And I think that if the only answer I know that has worked for me and so many other people that I've worked with is, really getting with yourself because only yourself knows only, you know, Mm -hmm. what you really want to do. It's just scary to say it out loud. It's scary to actually dream. It's scary to actually say it because you think it can't happen for you. But I believe if it's in you, it's for you. I believe if you can actually think of something that would really light you up, you can go create it. I remember so many times the past, you know, 12 to 15 years, I remember thinking things that seemed so crazy. Like there's no way I could do that. And when I said it out loud, I remember feeling a sense of responsibility that I had to go do it because I knew if I could say it and I could articulate it, then it was in me and it was for me. But in order to get there, I had to do some work around, you know, being able to understand what that looked like. And I think that so many times we just don't believe it's for us. Mm -hmm. And so there's baby steps. It's like, okay, why do you think you want to do that? You know, what's the reason? Is it really a solid reason? Like I always say, you have to cast your vision of what that looks like for your life. Like, okay, you want to do this big thing. Okay. Why do you really want to do that big thing? Is it real? You know, like, why do you really want to do that? Is it founded in something that is really you know, your truth? Is it founded in something that's deep enough that's going to sustain you if you go for it? And I remember so many times hearing a clear voice of, okay, if you want to do it, what are you doing? Go create it, Mm -hmm. go do it. And that was the hardest thing for me because I was like, well, I can't go create that. Well, why, why can't you create it? Mm -hmm. And you've got to almost talk to yourself through it to see if it's really, if you really want it bad enough. Okay go create it why well, can't create it why can't you create it well i just can't well come on let's go deeper yeah. you can create it and you will if you want to it's just not always going to be easy but you will create it like you will if you want it bad enough. And I think that people have to sit with themselves long enough to really create in their mind what they want and then to be able to articulate it, to cast that vision, and then have a strong enough why to back it up. That I would say a why that makes you cry, because it's got to be a why that really helps to fuel your desire to take action, right? We were talking earlier about you know, inspiration can only take you so long. You can dream big dreams, but the inspiration will only take you so far. We've got to take action. Well, how do you take action? Well, that's up to you. I mean, that's, I think it's very individualized, you know, who is willing to do what. And when you, when you actually reach a point where you're like, well, there's no way, there's just no way. And if there's really no way, then that's not for you. Let's go down another path. Everybody has, I believe that everybody was born on purpose for a purpose, Mm -hmm. but I think sometimes the world and other people tell us what we should do. That's where I lived most of my life before my cancer diagnosis. It's like, this is what I should do. This is what will make me look smart to other people. This is what what I'll do so other people will accept me. And then when I had a cancer diagnosis and I was you know, faced with death, I was like, wait a second, I am not happy with anything I'm doing. I don't like it. It doesn't drive me. It's not purposeful for me. I don't feel alive. I'm gonna figure out what I wanna do. And it sounded so silly back then for me to actually go, I wanna do this or I wanna do that. It sounded so far away and I just started to go figure it out. And the only, and it's, I know it doesn't, I know it's not that easy for everyone, but again, my figuring it out is saying, okay, I want to do this. How am I going to do it?
0: Let nice. me figure it out. And there's steps to that. You know, I'm so glad you brought up the piece about spending the time with yourself. I fundamentally believe that most people who say they don't know, just haven't spent the time with themselves to figure it out. And they take, I don't know, as a stopping point instead of a starting point. And people who listen to my show have heard me say this a million times. When I was into, I did 30 hot yoga classes in 30 days, just because I didn't really know yoga. Um, And one day, the instructor said that tension is the beginning of the pose, not the end of it. And I just love that in life because that tension or that I don't know, that is the beginning of your effort. It is not the end of it. Too many people are saying they don't know because either they're looking in others, right? Well, what she said isn't it and what he's doing isn't it and the way she talks about it isn't it. And so we're not looking at ourselves or they're just hearing these conversations as they drive to work or as they walk on the treadmill or as they do the dishes, But that's not the same thing as a prolonged exercise. And that could mean prolonged as in it's an hour, or it could mean that you're doing it a little bit every day for a month or six months. That is what it takes to get clarity. And it will look different for every single person. But number one, we can't be looking for it in what other people are doing, right? You can't say oh well I don't want to do what Brooke is doing I don't want to do what Elizabeth is doing so I don't know well because you're looking in the wrong spot and you also will not come to it passively you will not come to it like as we're saying it and you're driving down the road it takes time and I love what you said about what are you not like about what you're doing and what do you like about what you're doing? Because oftentimes those are jumping off points. Those are compasses. They're going to make more clear where we enjoy investing our time and energy. I love that. Yes.
1: And I'm a big believer in rewriting the rules, like rewriting the rules for what you are doing. If it's not making you happy. So many times we have adopted rules that we carry into our life as adults, and we're miserable. And it's like, okay, well, you're choosing to do this. Nobody's right. telling you to do this. I believe as adults, we we can choose to change, rewrite the rules, shift. If we're not happy, then the people around us are not happy. I yeah. mean, we have to figure out why are we so miserable? Yeah. It usually is something that's been passed down that we think we have to do, instead yeah. of the get to do. Every day I'm like, okay, I get to do this. I always say, You will never hear me complain about what I'm doing. Now, I did maybe complain about the whole like technical difficulties with podcasts and different things that come up with what I want to do. But nobody will ever hear me complain about my work, what I'm choosing to do, because I believe that I choose to do my work, like I get to and I love it. And so I'm never going to complain about what I get to do. I know what the other side of that is and, and being stuck and feeling like I have to do this. Mm-hmm. And that is not a good life to live. And so I want to encourage anybody that feels like that to really start to discover what is it that's going to make you feel fully awake and excited about your life because we're only here on this earth for such a short amount of time. We might as well rip the Band-Aid off, walk through the fear and get to the other side so that we are excited about our life. And there is a process and it's not easy, but we all have the ability to get there. I believe that.
0: Yeah, you, you said something that reminded me of a mantra that I use in my own head all the time and with my clients. And that is, if you're not changing it, you're choosing it right mm, and i right. i had a career that i didn't love but for as long as you're not changing it you're choosing it right you don't like your body well if you're not changing it you're choosing it and that is a powerful place for all of us i i think it was lori harder that i heard say you know if you had a contract with your employer and for 40 years you never renegotiated that contract you would be an idiot I mean, quite yes. frankly, like nobody would have a contract for 40 years that they don't renegotiate. And that's just one piece of our lives, but all the pieces of our lives, our contracts we have with ourselves, have you renegotiated the terms? Have you right. renegotiated the terms of how much time you spend working and how you get paid for that work? We all have 100% control over our earning potential. It doesn't matter if you have no education or you have, you know, 75 letters after your name. There's so many options, we control that. The way you take care of yourself, how you spend your time, who folds your laundry, all of it can be renegotiated and we we have a real opportunity to to renegotiate the terms of our life. I love that. I this is one of A bajillion reasons that I am so pumped that you are finally launching your darn podcast. Tell us a little bit about, of course, I'll link to it in the show notes uh, over on primalpotential.com. But tell us a little bit about, tell us the name of your podcast and tell us who should listen and what they'll get out of it.
1: Thank you. Yes, absolutely. So it's going to be called the Live Out Loud Show. And this word, Live Out Loud, really has impacted my life and the, the women that I've served Um, the women that I serve. I really, usually women are my audience. I have two daughters. It's really important for me to speak life into women and girls and to a, to awaken something within their spirit that might have been shut down based on someone else's opinion or circumstance or a situation or some sort of pain or shame that has stopped them from really living like we were talking about. And I know for myself, when I started to speak out loud what I really wanted, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a um, reformed people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And so when I lived most of my life as a people pleaser. It was hard for me to speak my truth, for me to say out loud what I wanted because as a people pleaser, I was constantly saying what I thought everybody wanted me to say, or what I thought I should say so that people liked me or loved me. And I learned during my transformation time in my life, you know, about 12 years ago that, you know, I needed to figure out who I was and I needed to say out loud what I wanted. And it was okay. If people didn't like it, it was okay. If people didn't love me anymore, because I would find my people that just got me and knew me and, you know, walking in that over the last 12 years, especially I have drawn in so many amazing people that I've been able to help, you know, really step into that power too. And along the way, you know, I've had to deal with hurt and pain in a different way. And I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with people not accepting or loving everything, but I have to speak my truth. And, you know, I want to teach women and girls to speak their truth out loud, because when we say it out loud, there's so much power when we say it out loud, because then I feel like we have a responsibility to actually see it through, to actually go after it. So in my podcast, I am really excited to inspire through action like i want to inspire women to live fully awake and go after their dreams and to say it out loud but then to also take the action to really take the action to see it through so i will be and i i will be talking about my faith i am you know i'm really fueled every morning by biblical truth. I'll be talking about faith. I'll I'll be talking about kindness and about, you know, just really living fully in joy and, um, and truth. And then also I'm, I'm really excited to interview women, especially in business, that have also been through, you know, so much in order to live out loud. Successful women that started from nothing, that have built empires, you know, women that have gone through things that, you know, really did stop them at some point and now they've created, you know, something that's impactful. Really the impact and the opportunity to um, just awake. Women, you know, just wake up and just be excited. Can you tell I'm excited?
0: <laughs> and I love what? that you're excited, and I'm excited for you, and I'm most excited for everybody who's going to hear your show. Thank you. Were you the one who said to me, "Who is on the other side of your obedience?" Mm-hmm. Right, and I know because we've had a lot of conversations about it. I know that it would have been easy for you to stay in fears and doubts, as well as to stay in the chaos of life. I've got so many other things going on and I just don't have the time and whatever, but I know that this was the right move for you, not because of what's going on in your life and not even because of your very genuine passion and enthusiasm and your gift for this work, but because of the people who need to hear what you are going to bring to the world with this show. So I'm proud of you for pushing past that. And I am so excited for everyone who will listen to your show because it will be a gift in their lives and it will be a real opportunity for them to take action with you as a mentor. And that's just an incredible opportunity. So I I cannot wait. And I'm going to link it up in the show notes, search for it, live out loud, search by Brooke's names, search everywhere. It'll be there, but you can also just go to the show notes page for this episode and we'll link it up and I'll have it all over my social media and all of that. But, um, Kudos to you. I can't wait to have you on the show again because we got to do this like <laughs> mean girls conversation for sure. But who knows? Maybe we'll do that on your show too. Oh, that might be good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much, Elizabeth. You've been such an inspiration to me. And, you know, to just honor, like you said, honor the spark, right? We've got to teach people to honor that spark that's inside of us. And so you inspire me daily. And I'm just so grateful. Thank you for your kind words. Thank you.